Good day, gentlemen. James Marshall here with another episode of Ask the Naturals or Ask the Natural. And this question comes from Rafa and it says, yo, James Marshall and crew. Thanks for your videos. Very helpful mindsets. Thank you. You recommend to do at least 12 approaches weekly and then evaluate them. What are the criteria you look out for when self-evaluating? Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Very good question, because you're correct that I have certainly recommended in the past that if you want to get good at meeting strangers, cold approach, day game, seduction, then you need to meet around a dozen women per week. Because if we look at it, the same kind of analogy as if we want to get jacked, which clearly I do or don't, I don't know. If you want to get massive or you want to get gains in the gym, then if you went in once a week and went, all right, I'm here for my big, big gym day. Is that what they call it? And then you pick up one weight and then you go like that. And then you walk out and go home. The question is, how much benefits will you get in terms of fitness, strength, size, and so on? And basically the answer is nothing. So, I mean, all you get out of that is that, yes, you did go to the place where you would be doing training, but you didn't really do any training. And even though you might kind of think you did, because, oh yeah, I was at the gym recently, I'm not getting the results. Now, the analogy works for seduction as well, where you have situations where guys watch this kind of material, they're into the idea of meeting women outside of the bloody apps or hoping that someone's going to land in their lap. And so they think, all right, I should go and approach women. And so they do from time to time. But unfortunately, this is basically the same as going to the gym once a month and lifting, doing one rep. If I do a random approach once every month or so and expect to get any consistency, to get any actual real skill development, to develop my confidence, my mindsets, my flow, my creativity, all of that kind of stuff, it's not going to happen. Not just from one interaction per two, three, four, five weeks or whatever. You have to think about it. Like men who are good with women, one of the elements that makes them good is that they have had a lot of face time with women that they find attractive. And that's not just in cold approach, but certainly good seducers go and meet lots of women. They also have female friends. They have social circles where there's women around them. They interact with women and people in general in social ways. So they're building up lots and lots of reps, lots of FaceTime, lots of experiences of chilling out and being normal around attractive women. Because that's, uh, that's one of the harder things initially is just feeling comfortable in the presence of an attractive woman, not stressing out, not needing to impress her, not doing, any, doing anything weird, just being, being cool and chill. That will give you massive props, um, massive advantages. But sure, you could kind of fake that. But the best way to get good at that is to just feel comfortable around women, which brings us back to you need to meet lots of them. So yes, Rafa, correct. We should be meeting a dozen or so women a week when you're in your early stages of approaching. When you're good at it and you have women that you're dating or multiple women, for example, then no, you don't need to go and approach every single day. This is not a skill that we learn in order to do it by rote or do it as some rigid routine for the rest of our lives. It's a means to an end. And so when you reach the end, which is or the ends where you have women in your life and dates and so on, then you can put the old cold approach to the side until you need it again, which you definitely will. But the skill set itself is irreplaceable. There's, there's no other way to get consistently good results with all sorts of different types of women than learning to approach strangers and make an impact. So this brings up the, the question, which is, okay, cool. Let's assume you are doing that. You're going out, meeting your seven to 10 to 12 women per week. And then the question arises, as Rafa said, well, how do I know if I'm getting any better? How do I coach myself? How do I give myself feedback? 
and that can absolutely be a challenge. But today I want to give you a whole bunch of simple tips on how to coach yourself uh, when you don't have the opportunity to work with a pro coach like myself. In the larger scheme of things, what you're looking at here first is how to get a meta position, how to actually be objective, to step back from the subjective experience of what just happened to you in an interaction and try and have a bird's eye view and to be able to pull it apart and critique it. Now, the first thing that we have to do in order to do that is to make sure that your personal mindsets, the way that you are treating yourself are effective and positive in the first place. Because the worst thing we could do for self-evaluation is to walk out of an interaction that didn't go so well and turn to ourselves and go, you fucking suck, you're a loser, chicks don't like you, you said the wrong thing and you don't know what it is and you'll never get good at this, you fucking piece of shit, right? So you say that kind of thing to yourself, then you're a very bad dating coach or anything, anything in that area where it's immediately criticizing yourself. Critique is good. We don't want to be delusionally positive and say, I was so fucking awesome and, the, and it's always the girl's fault. Yes, there are things, of course, you want to change and adjust, but trashing yourself is not going to help. So the first thing you want to do when you walk out of any interaction is ask yourself this question. What am I proud of? First thing, and notice the impulse to go, ah, ee, loser, ah, react or whatever in some negative way. If you need to have that reaction, okay, shake it out or scream it out and then ask yourself that question. What are you proud of? Because this helps your, helps your mindsets, helps your confidence. It is self-motivation. And what we're really saying here is I'm proud of the fact that I took action. I'm proud of the fact that I faced my fears and dealt with the blow to my ego. I'm proud of the fact that I'm doing something that almost no other man on the planet does consistently. And I'm proud of the fact that I'm taking charge of my own personal, seductive, sexual, romantic destiny, as opposed to waiting for fate or an algorithm to do the job for me. So that's a lot to be proud of based around the fact that you just went and said hello. And then, of course, we can look at the, the interaction itself and go, okay, what am I proud of in terms of what I did? So I went in and I was direct and clear, or I didn't stumble over my introduction, that I directly went ahead and introduced myself, that I found out some things about what she was doing today and started to get a little bit of a vibe going. And perhaps at that moment, she said she's got to go and you didn't ask for the number and that's where the interaction ended maybe. Okay, cool. We've still got a number of steps in terms of, or we've got a number of wins that we can measure, log and be feel proud of. Because if you define success and failure in seduction as every time I go and talk to a stranger, either I get her number win or I don't fail, then of course, especially in the early, early stages, you're going to get more fails than wins. It's going to feel demoralizing because you're like, oh, well, I lose most of the time. And when I won, well, I got a flaky number or that didn't, I didn't end up going on a date with her. So overall, it's a, it's a zero sum game and I've lost. This is not the way to look at it. This is a long-term process. Sure, you, you, you can and will get lucky along the way, right? You'll meet a girl and you'll do something imperfectly and she'll just like you and she'll probably do some of the work for you as well. And you can end up on a, on a date and in a relationship with a girl where your game was just average or just a little bit better than shit and it worked. But we're not relying on these random, you know, wins that happen kind of outside the statistics. We're looking at developing a consistent skill set, one that we can use for the rest of our life when and if needed. And in the grander scheme of things in the long term, yes, these all are wins. They're reference experiences. They're opportunities for you to make tests, to get feedback from the woman, to deal with sitting in pressure and then to be able to become more comfortable with it so that over time, of course, your skill set improves and your results improve as well. Following that, to wrap up this kind of inner game resolution to your interaction, the second question I would ask myself is, what could I have done better? What can I improve? 
Now, this is a much better thing than saying, you suck, that was awful, I'm never going to get laid or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm proud of the fact I did X, Y, Z, and now what could I have improved? Now, here we have to have a level of objectivity and self-awareness to be able to know that, and sometimes you just don't. Sometimes what you need is a coach or a good wingman to watch you and see what's happening from the outside, but there is a lot that we can do in terms of self-critique. So once I've done that, I figured out, okay, maybe I could have adjusted and changed these things. Here's some stuff to do next time. Then breathe it in, breathe it out, let her go and move on, right? So it's we're processing the process as we go. Sometimes you come out of interactions and you're all flustered and confused. You feel nervous. You feel a bit embarrassed. Okay, you go through that process of self-critique and then breathe it in, breathe it out, sweep it up, sweep it down using meditation, using your awareness type of meditation. If it takes one breath, 10 breaths, five minutes, that's okay. Process the reaction you've had and then move on to the next interaction. Now, moving on to some practical ways that you can give yourself self-critique. I didn't realize how many mistakes I was making, mainly with related to posture, body language and delivery, until I started to film and audio record myself. So that would be my next piece of advice is... It's pretty easy to record audio, get an MP3 player, put a microphone, stick it in there, go and do your approaches. Now you might ask, why don't I just use my phone? Do you know why you don't use your phone? Because if you got a microphone attached to it and it's in your pocket and you're chatting to a girl and you say, I like you, I'd like to get your number. And she says, I'd love to give you my number. And you go, well, I'll just take out my telephone and then it's recording. And why is it recording? Uh, uh, uh." And that's an awkward moment. So generally better to have a dedicated MP3 player to record your approaches. So you've got your your recordings or you've got your excellent memory of what happened in the interaction. There's four main delivery mistakes that beginners make that you can easily look out for and adjust and change. And once you change these, these will massively alter the dynamics of the interaction. It'll change them from being quick, stressful, you don't have time to think, getting jumbled up and stumbling over your words through to more chill, more space, more time for her to contribute into the action, and also more space for you to project intent and build sexual tension. Common mistake number one is to repeat back what the woman said. I've listened to thousands of approaches on in field with my students, and I hear this one all the time with beginners. So what are you studying? I'm studying interior design. You're studying interior design. And how much longer have you got to study that? Six months? Six months. And what do you hope to do with your degree after you finish studying? I don't care or know because I'm a 22-year-old student. I'm not thinking about that right now. I like to party. Oh, so you're a 22-year-old. Right? So this is a very common mistake. When you listen back to your interactions, you hear it once, it's fine. Hear it two or three times, it starts to become very odd and women notice that you're saying the same thing that she's saying. Occasionally, I might do that if i just checking in with her to make sure I heard what she said. But mostly, this is just filling in empty space that shouldn't be filled. Uh, and if it should be filled, it should be filled by you saying something other than what she said. So the simple thing to do is to, instead of saying what she said, say nothing. Just leave a space for two seconds so you can have a think about what's the next question or the next statement that you want to make, as opposed to feeding back what she already said. Second common mistake is something I call clipping. And this is where the woman's saying something and just as she's finishing the sentence, you jump in and cut off the end of what she was saying. So I say... So what were you planning on doing this summer? Oh, well, I was going to go traveling. I'm going to do a little bit of work, but then I wanted to travel to Spain. Oh, I love Spain and the weather's so amazing, paella and chorizo. Yeah, okay. And um, what places are you going to go to in Spain? I was thinking of like Malaga and Ibiza. Oh, Ibiza, fucking yeah, you know, club nights and everything, right? So 
I do this two or three times with a woman that's not particularly invested in the interaction. What I'm really doing is I'm training her to shut up because that's what people do when they're arguing, right? I'm saying, ah, oh, blah, 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 and the other person jumps in and tries to jump over you to shut you down. Now, even though my intention in this moment is not to shut her down, it's actually to show her that I'm enthusiastic and I'm listening and oh, I've got something to talk about. But if I don't let her finish what she's saying, cut her off, it's just going to encourage her to say less, contribute less, and I'm going to speed the interaction up and get all messed up and, and stumble over myself because I'm not actually listening to the end of her sentence, taking a moment to think about it and then saying the next thing. Third beginner deadly delivery mistake is speaking too fast in general. This often happens when a man is trying to hold the attention of a woman and he thinks he needs to speak really quickly and say all of his stuff. Hey, I just saw you from over there. I was over there with my friend. I had to come over here and say hello, but I wanted to come over here and say hi because I thought you were so beautiful and I was just over there with my friend and here I am coming over here because I wanted to say hi and here I am saying hi, right? So I'm trying to rush out all this stuff. She doesn't probably understand half of it. Half of it's unnecessary and it just makes the whole thing stressful because if I set that pace from the beginning, this is the speed we're going to be talking to, then it's she kind of has to match that and we burn out the whole interaction much faster than we needed to and, we, and it becomes stressful. Slow it down. Practice in the mirror delivering your lines. When you're in field, if this is a problem, because you'll listen to it on, on your recorder and go, whoa, I speak really fast in field. But when you're in field doing it, it doesn't feel so fast because you're stressed out, your adrenaline's pumping and you don't notice it. So the way to fix it in field, if, if that is an issue for you, is to spend two or three or four days going and approaching where you try to speak at half the speed that you would normally. Now, when you're in, in the interaction, it'll feel like it's glacial, but it's more likely to be actually at about the right pace. So you can try that, force yourself to go at slow-mo, and then you'll probably find that you're actually speaking at a normal pace. Fourth, beginner's deadly delivery mistake is asking too many questions. So what are you doing today? Oh, and where are you going with your friends? And how long will you guys go and party for? And then what are you studying? And where are you studying it? And how long will you study that? And what will you do postgraduate and what's the plans for summer and where are you going? All of these collecting detail-based fact questions stacked one after the another sounds like a weird interrogation, which is not what a woman wants to have when she's thinking about dating a guy. The reason men often do this is because they don't feel confident to contribute something, to actually have an opinion, to speak about themselves, to tell a story, to tell a joke, anything where I'm contributing uh, content. And one of the big problems with the question, question, question is that I'm relying on the woman to provide 100% of the actual content, which gets exhausting and means that I'm finding out stuff about her maybe, but she's not finding anything out about me. So to break that, I give you this very basic formula, question, answer, comment. How's your day today? Oh, it's been pretty cool. Mine's been really good, right? Question, she answers it. I tell her something about myself. Okay, it's not fancy, it's not complicated but I'm giving her my opinion. Uh, so what are your plans for summer? Oh, well, I've actually got to, I've got to work, so I don't know if I'm gonna get much holidays. Ah, oh, that sucks, and such a beautiful summer. You should be out enjoying being young and beautiful. Comment, right? That's I've taken the little piece of the fact that she's given me, and instead of asking, oh, where are you gonna work, and how many hours are you gonna work, and collecting a whole bunch more irrelevant details, I break, the break that sequence of question, answer, question, answer, and give her something back. Okay, I heard what you said, and I'm making an assessment of it. At first, you might want to rigidly force yourself to do that every, pretty much every question. Because even if it's a really simple question, what's your favorite color? Red. I'm not into red myself. I'm more of a green man. 
She gave me one word, but I still managed to give her something about myself to contribute something. It's not difficult once you start to orientate your mind in that direction. So if you clean up those four major delivery mistakes and you can self-critique them by paying attention to them or by recording them and then practicing them in the mirror or making sure when you go into your next interaction, you're like, okay, I'm going to focus today on speaking slowly or I'm going to focus today on contributing and offering things about my opinions, my thoughts, my feelings, as opposed to always asking her for, for more and more answers to questions. These kinds of basic delivery mistakes are the ones that, like if you don't break through these, you never get through the beginner stages. If your delivery sucks forever, you'll just keep getting bad reactions. So using these techniques or these tips that I've given you, you can easily make the vibe, the cadence or the timing of the interaction much more chill, much more relaxed, which then gives you more space and time to think and be more creative so you can then get to more advanced levels. Another very important point is to look at her reactions. When I was learning cold approach pickup, I didn't have any mentors. It was back before there was lots of great material online. I didn't have any skillful wingmen. So I just went out and did this by myself. And I got good pretty fast, not as fast as someone who learns from me because I had to make lots of trial and error mistakes, but I got good quickly. And the main reason was because I paid careful attention to the responses and reactions of the women. If you're going in delivering the same lines in the same way, having the same types of conversational threads, and you're just kind of getting through it. You're like, all right, I've got to do my 12 approaches. So I go over and I say, hey, I saw you from over there. I thought you were cute. What's your name? What are you doing today? Uh, and why do you like that? And can I have your number? And I do that kind of sequence over and over again. I mean, you will get some results because numbers, right? You'll crunch the numbers and eventually a girl will want to go on a date with you. But if you want to actually make this an art form where you're adjusting to the needs of the individual dynamic, then you have to watch her responses carefully. So when I was first figuring this out, I would take note when I came out of the interactions and I was doing the, okay, what am I proud of? What could have been improved? I would also look at what point did it seem to die? Okay, so I'm chatting to the girl and immediately she wasn't paying attention and it was kind of dead from the beginning. Well, was there anything I could have changed? Did I come in too strong? Was I not clear about what I was doing? Was she really shy and I didn't adjust to that? Well, if she's shy, what could I do? Hey, are you a little bit shy? Yeah, oh, okay, I used to be too, but... I'm a very chilled out person, so you know, let's just see how we go with the conversation, right? So me noting, noticing that she's shy, calling it out, then creating a solution, that's then an artistic adjustment to that interaction. It means that I'm paying attention to the girl and adjusting, or I'm talking to the girl and I say, oh, I love your eye contact. And she says, yeah, most people can't hold it. And then I you know, say back to her, well, I respect someone who, who can, and we hold that eye contact. If I didn't like see that she's strong-willed and she can match me, I don't have to necessarily call it out, but I had to adjust to it and hold it. But if I'm doing my like, okay, I say my stuff and I break eye contact now and then, I'm not reading the situation. In this moment, this girl's strong and confident, so I need to be strong and confident and hold that, right? So there's all of this nuance that you learn to adapt to and read as you become more self-aware. And then as you're more self-aware, you can blow that out to become more self and other aware. So I can notice is her body language closed or open? How's her eye contact? Is she enthusiastically contributing? Is she really closed and hard to get into? Uh, you know, does she look like she's in a real rush and she's scattered, so therefore I better close or I better walk with her and so on? It's all of these micro adjustments to the needs of the moment that actually turn uh, this into natural game. This is what makes it into an art form as opposed to I'm repeating natural style lines over and over again, hoping that they're going to magically work because the lines are good. The lines don't really matter. And I'm sure I've told you that a million times. They matter a bit, 
but it is the deliverer, d the delivery and your ability to respond to her reaction that actually makes the difference. And my final tip for self-coaching today is to take note of, are you trying to close all the bloody time? Very common thing I see with beginners on workshops. They go and they do the thing and they have the conversation and then the girl's talking to them. She's happy enough to be there. You don't want to be waiting to see, is she salivating for you before you decide whether you're going to ask for the number or not? If she's staying there, she hasn't told you she has a boyfriend. She's not trying to give you five excuses about why she needs to leave right now. She's just there and talking to you. And for whatever reason you decide or she decides the interaction needs to end, ask for a bloody contact and follow it up. Countless times have I seen students go and do a decent interaction. The girl's happy enough to talk to them. And then the guy goes, uh, okay, well, have a nice day and walks away. And then I say, go back there and get that girl's number. Often they do it because they think that she would say no. They're guessing. They're deciding for her. Because of what they've read, oh, I don't think it's going that well. I won't bother asking for the number. Don't make that decision for her. You never know. Some girls are just a bit shy. Some girls don't have a lot of expression, but they happily would give you their number. Asian girls and German girls sometimes just like go, oh yes, no, okay, my name is this and this is what I do. And, and then you're like, oh, does this chick even like me? And then I say, do you want to go out? She says, absolutely, yes, that would be a nice thing to do for a German lady. Whereas you might get a false positive from a Latin girl who's super flirty and like really friendly. And then you ask for the number and she's like, oh no, I'm married. Uh, so don't guess. Sure, we're reading and we're trying to trying to read the situation as we go and adjust to make it better. But when it's time to end it, then say, listen, it's been fun talking to you. I like this about you. I'd like to take you out tomorrow. Can I get your number? Guys who try to open, try to close and try to get better at the stuff in the middle, those are the guys that get good at seduction. Not the guys that practice opening for a year, practice conversation for a year and then eventually get on to maybe asking girls out for dates. Ask them out imperfectly and you'll go on imperfect dates and then you'll get in the bedroom and have imperfect sex and get much better at it and then you'll get into relationships. This is the way it works. So there's a bunch of uh, you know beginner secrets that I've given you guys today in order to self-critique, to self-coach. This has been James Marshall for an Ask the Naturals. Send in your questions, put them in the comments. I'll try to get to them when I can and we'll see you in the next video. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.